Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of Classic Gaming Brothers. I'm Seth. And I'm Zach. And we are, uh, in fact, brothers, and I play games. I'm, Some of them are classic. classic yeah. <laughs> Some of them are classic. Perhaps we are classy gaming brothers sometimes. Ooh, ooh. Um, uh, the, the, the tagline is that uh, we uh, we play games and our brothers or two brothers making a podcast. That's 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 right. That is what we are doing. That's, what, that's what we're doing. We are recording audio for your ears because we want to. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> So I guess we're going to get, um, as a quick reminder for anyone who hasn't listened to the show, uh, we, we split up our episodes into a few different segments. We start off by just discussing games we've recently been playing. Um, then we'll go into our topic for, for the podcast, and then we finish it up with a buy weight pass where we recommend a game or we say that we're not going to buy a game that is coming out in the future. Oh, uh, yeah. Or we can tell you to wait on it. Oh, yeah, or we'll tell you to wait, wait on it. Wait. Buy it immediately, wait on it, or pass. We'll talk more about that when we get there, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, so, Seth, what have you been? Uh, what have you been playing lately? So, I have recently been playing uh, Outer Worlds, uh, which is a game that is uh, de- was developed by uh, Obsidian. Which uh, Obsidian, for anyone who knows me personally, uh, would know that Obsidian is prob most I would say my favorite development house. Mm. Um, they've put together um, Pillars of Eternity, um, Pillars of Eternity, Dead Fire. Um, they were also the development house that put together Fallout New Vegas. Mm. Uh, they also were the development house who were originally uh, a, a development house called Black Isle Studios. Right. And. They, those, well, many of the people who were in Black Isle, um, who created such things such as Baldur's Gate uh, 2 and Baldur's Gate for the PC, uh, those people, when Black Isle went defunct, um, they went and formed their own development studio, and that development studio is Obsidian. Um, it's, I've met a few people from the company. I really enjoy their stuff. So they put together Outer Worlds. Um, so, uh, Outer Worlds is... Uh, essentially them making a fallout game without having the fallout property uh it's a fun space game where you uh travel around the space system uh the star systems and get fun weapons and it's very it's got a very humorous almost sardonic Mm -hmm. type of humor it's very like um it's just kind of like people they they take themselves seriously, but it's hilarious to hear them. Um, it's a world that's populated by very capitalistic type of uh, companies. And essentially, it would be like if McDonald's and Pepsi went and colonized space. Oh. And what would happen? Terrifying. <laughs> and so people, there's things. There's a company called Spacer Choice. Okay. Uh, and they they generally and according to their tagline, it's it's not the best choice; it's Spacer's choice. And they have everyone everyone you meet who works for Spacer's choice has to 
put in the conversation somewhere it's not the best choice it's spacer's choice regardless of who they are and it's same with all the other companies uh it's just a great game uh they've got a really unique um fighting combat system Mm. it's very similar to the fallout games uh and except instead of uh pausing the game allowing to select stuff it's kind of like slows time down um very cool game recommend it highly um it's available on the the microsoft store uh where you can in fact pay for through i i actually paid for a game pass for a deal for a dollar and i've been playing the game for a dollar Cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's one yeah. that I've been uh, I've been wanting to uh, pick up or, or play at some point. Um, definitely from the the trailers and some of the gameplay I've seen people play, um, seems to be kind of like right in the the niche of uh, are, are like that kind of RPG game, the Fallout, you know, Elder Scroll style game, without being a mess that Fallout Four was. <laughs> you know, yeah. so um, it's it is a shorter game. Runtime is about 20 to 30 hours. Oh, okay. and it's not trying to sell itself to be a longer game. Yeah. Uh, it's also a single player game. Also is uh, doesn't have any DLC or anything. It's just what it is. It is what it is. It's Outer Worlds. Nice. Well, um, so would you, would you, you would recommend it, I'd imagine? I would recommend it. Um, it's definitely a game that I would recommend people, other people playing it. Cool. Well, I've been playing, uh, well, I played yesterday, last night, actually, um, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes, very recently. I was at a I was at a I was at a so a little context. I was at a bar um with uh with some of my friends for one of my friends' birthdays, and this bar is in Haverhill, Mass. Uh, it's called the Gamepad. Um so if anyone from the Gamepad is listening, I'm expecting uh <laughs> a like so, and a follow. A like and a follow, that's right. Um it, it, so uh, the gamepad is basically it's uh, kind of like a barcade sort of situation. They don't really have old arcade games or pinball machines like some of the barcades that I've been to, but uh, they do have a lot of televisions that have PlayStation fours, um, switches, um, Xbox ones, um, and then they have a couple of classic video game systems. Um, thanks to the HD remake systems, the the mini consoles. So they had the the SNES Mini, the NES Mini, the PlayStation Classic, and the the new Genesis or Sega Genesis Mini. Um, so I sat on the Genesis Mini um, and I played through all of Sonic the Hedgehog two at a party. Oh, I should have been socializing, but instead I played through all of Sonic the Hedgehog two, um, which I realize is a game that I I could if I didn't have to take a break to go do stuff. Um, and socialize with people I probably could have beaten in about 30 minutes or less <laughs> so it definitely is not a game that has longevity to it but uh it's a fun it's it, you know it's you, still a game that holds up you were able to beat Sonic 2 in 30 minutes uh, give or take um again it was probably a little longer than that because I had to take a break to eat and then we did a group photo but uh yeah non-stop it would have been about probably about 30 minutes <laughs> That's pretty impressive. You've been you've been practicing your. Uh, you should be a speedrunner for uh, Sonic. Yeah, no, I mean maybe I, but someday I should try to uh, speedrun it, see how fast I can do it. Um, I did not hundred percent it. I did not collect all seven Chaos Emeralds. That probably would have put me out another fifteen or so minutes. But uh, yes, but but uh, I did get through the main the main the main storyline, if you would. Yes, to you the... did, did uh, the the egg at the <gasps> end. Where... To jump up into it yeah yeah dr dr eggman jumping up and down do, do you have any strategies and how you go about that um uh, my 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 major strategy in playing sonic 2 is collecting uh what are they called continues 
and one-ups pretty much up until the very last boss. Um, so for anyone who hasn't played Sonic 2, you're rewarded for completing levels quickly or with enough rings um, that you're traditionally given a continue, which will help you if you get a game over. And then if you get 100 rings in a zone, um, you'll get a one-up and there's hidden secrets where you can get more one-ups and such. Um, so extra lives. Um and again, if you've never played Sonic 2 or the original Sonic 1, the last boss is um, you going against um, a fairly difficult boss that is um, usually takes more hits than the, the stage bosses. And you also don't have any rings to buffer their attacks. So it's a one hit, you die. Um, so you'll go through lives quickly at the end. So pretty much the majority of your time will probably be fighting the last boss and, and and getting continues um so yeah if you if you jump into sonic 2 i recommend focusing on continues and one-ups to to just get to the end boss and, and taking nice yeah it's, uh, the, the the main villain in the sonic series uh is dr robotnik who will be played by jim carrey in that's the right sonic game that's movie. right fun fact about dr robotnik in one of the um in one of the game's manuals it describes him as quote-unquote a feminist so <laughs> oh, well. yeah that's... so he, he's he's nicer than some politicians apparently he's, he's nicer than sonic <laughs> i guess so sonic's not a feminist <laughs> no, but we should uh digress today um today's episode we're um we're gonna talk about uh the the mech company um and i'm sorry if i'm cutting you off zach if you want to talk more no about no no worries do you um, recommend people play it oh yeah yes i i recommend we play you play sonic 2 it's, I, I, it's good sonic. with the amount of, of of the amount of love that zachary loves sonic this will not be the the beginning this is just the beginning of the end of sonic right yeah uh, yeah this is i'm sure we will we will be talking about um, all of the Sonics at one point oh, in time. I could, we can definitely, I could dedicate an entire hour to talking about Sonic. So, though, <laughs> um, so anyway, so, but today we're going to talk about Mech. Um, yes, uh, Mech actually stands. For, Mech is the game that created Oregon Trail, uh, the company that created Oregon Trail, and it stands for Minnesota Educational Computing Con- Computing Consortium which you might not have known that. Yeah, um, kind of a cool little history. They were um, they were actually founded by the Minnesota legislature in 1973 as an act of legislation um, in, in order to provide um, computer education to companies and, and, and schools uh, across the state of Minnesota. And, and in fact, their, their, essentially their landmark game was to teach children about the realities of the 19th century pioneer life on the Oregon Trail. Yes. Which hopefully uh, everyone who's listening to this podcast has played the Oregon Trail game or some iteration of the Oregon Trail game. Um, there's been many of the iterations um, at one point in time in their life, perhaps because of school. It yeah. may have been the best thing that you've done in school. And for for quick, very quick history on the Oregon Trail as a game, it was originally created by a guy named Don Rousewich, um of Carleton College in Northfield, Minnesota. Um, he was teaching an eighth grade history class and wanted kind of a way to um, teach his students a little more interactively. So he, him and a couple of people, um, along with the permission of the school district, purchased an HP 2100 micro, mini computer, which was a big old uh uh big old mainframe 
and they uh, programmed the game using a, a teleprinter. And uh, for people who don't know computer history, a teleprinter was it looks like like a typewriter. It shoots out paper as opposed to having a screen. So the whole game was played on that type of format um, initially. Um, and then in in seventy three or seventy four, um, the Minnesota Educational Computing Consortium hired Rousewitch and they and they brought the system onto more modern modern or but game onto more modern systems right uh it's excellent game i played it in school i'm sure zach played it in a a version of it in school perhaps a different version than i played yeah um i think i played oregon trail 2 which is more of a remaster of the first game but uh yeah i I think well it also brings a significant amount of graphics in beyond the first one yeah bring in like the like hunt you well you can hunt and stuff. well you can hunt in the first one right yeah you can hunt in the first one uh it's different hunting in the the second one it's kind of like yeah um, it's like scopes and scopes stuff like yeah suedo first person of sorts but uh pseudo 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 suedo pseudo first person it's like leisure suit larry you wear suedo <laughs> oh that that could be an entire episode by itself <laughs> we sure shoot larry <laughs> um pseudo first person yes yes um yes. so uh the if you haven't played the oregon trail uh, we're gonna assume that you have we're gonna keep the what the objective of the game was you picked kind of a role in the beginning of the game uh a farmer or some uh, you could be a farmer, a carpenter, or what have you, and then you plotted your course across the Oregon, uh, across the United States, to go to the territory of Oregon, and you brought your whole family, and you try to keep them alive because the hardships of the 19th century pioneer life was tough, and people generally died of cholera or dysentery. Cholera, dysentery, mauled by bears, um, starvation. Um, this wasn't a game where you can turn into the Donner Party um you if you starved you died uh it was you know a fairly um fairly harrowing game to play as a child (laughs) learning the realities of death and uh and there was no real true like saving in the game at least in the earlier versions so when you and whenever they died that's it your family to make it to oregon yeah start the game over i think even the version (laughs) i think even the version i played which was again oregon trail 2 um i think the only saving you could do was if you didn't die so if you don't die you can leave the game and then come back to the point you were in yes but if you died it would reset the, it was like it was like yes. a roguelike <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you could save the game to go to dinner but uh if you die you die yeah <laughs> uh it, it was a it was a fun game i did have a strategy um recently you could play it online in a web-based fashion and uh, i decided that i wanted to uh live out my childhood uh, and booted it up and see how fast i could beat it was what Ooh. my objective was so i went in and i became the banker why because they give you the most money and i needed money to be able to accomplish my strategy and my strategy was to buy 50 oxen which is the maximum amount of oxen that you could have oh. and also to buy 
400 pounds of food because that was the amount of food that I needed to make myself to Oregon without stopping to hunt or trade or do anything except drive. So my objective was to keep everybody as healthy as I could by buying every necessity that they needed and also to drive my oxen as hard as I could. So I put the speed mode on super fast, which is the pushing the oxen to the the maximum capacity which led to many oxen dying like many bothans died for the star wars plans <laughs> many oxen dies to take my family to oregon um and when i stopped at different towns i would buy more oxen uh i was able to successfully get to oregon i think in two months which was a pretty speedy time to, yeah uh, to beat the game in um a great game i it's a it's really a iconic game um for uh for its time and it still it still holds up it is a they uh the it is strategized as a it is classified as a strategy game yeah and and very much um in line with what what might be described as edutainment um in terms of uh as a game where the, the the primary factor is to teach you something but it also is a game you know you are playing something um it, it, it kind of along the lines of um uh kind of along the lines of um some of the like like mario teaches typing or something like that but this was just a bit more interactive than that yeah or the uh the math games like um math blasters or reader math rabbit. blaster reader rabbit um very similar type of game just uh a little more uh refined versus well less 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 educational being shoved in your face yeah it was taught to you through a fun interactive experience yeah i mean i remember playing oregon trail 2 at my school and for part of me it almost didn't i mean it was educational but part of me almost felt like i was like oh this isn't educational i'm not learning anything and when i think back on it i learned a bunch of stuff about the oregon trail thanks to oregon trail too (laughs) i learned yeah yeah. Yeah. no i learned for example that you can't spend all of your money on bullets and (laughs) none of your money on blankets (laughs) i think the true lesson that everyone who's ever played oregon trail can take away is that it was tough (laughs) (laughs) it was tough um, it was uh, it was undeniably a tough thing that people had to go through to get across the United States <laughs> to uh, to settle across the the nation. Um, I, though um, Mech um, had published a number of other games and was around for quite some time. Um, some other games that they published that maybe you may not have heard of um, that me and Zachary most certainly have heard of um, were games such as the Amazon Trail. And the Yukon Trail. Um, I don't yeah. know which one are we more excited to talk about. I'm assuming the Yukon one. Uh, I think the one I have the most memories of is Yukon Trail. Um, I don't. I remember we had Amazon Trail, but I don't remember ever playing Amazon Trail. <laughs> I loved Amazon because is, of its strangeness. Is Amazon Trail the one that has the talking jaguar? Yes, it did yes. have a talking jaguar, and also you ran into people of history at different spots. So you ran yes. into like uh, Ford while he's trying to get right, plastic, or right. plastic for his tires or something. He's he's in the Amazon. So Ford from like Ford cars was in the Amazon trying to get rubber 
from uh, from the Amazon to make tires for the the Model T. And um, in the Amazon Trail, so we'll talk about the Amazon Trail before we get to the Yukon Trail. Yeah. Uh, in the Amazon Trail, you you take a canoe down the the Amazon and you go into progressively more modern times, and you're, you're lost in this time, and it's very kind of strange. Uh, it's not traditional like the Oregon Trail or the Yukon Trail. Kind of puts you in this weird time vortex, mm. and you, but you get to directly interact with people in history. And and one of the people that I remember really interacting with was uh, Henry Ford of uh, Ford Motor Cars, and and how he needed rubber for his tree. And there's people, and there's like FMV type of full motion video type of interactions. Oh, uh, it's quite a it's quite a game. Um, and uh, the there is even like a challenging part of navigating your canoe down certain rapids and stuff where it makes there's like uh almost like a game aspect versus just uh trying to solve um problems for these people from time where you have to find objects for them right I, almost like um um another mario game actually it was mario's time machine which was a edu- edutainment game um but you had to go back in time to meet historical figures and give them objects that are missing apparently so um, yeah so yeah get kind of a same same line there though apparently from what i'm reading now about amazon trail that claude levy strauss is one of the characters in it who's an anthropologist and only died in 2009 so he was a living anthropologist when that game came out um i think the game that i played was not um the amazon trail one but was actually uh i actually played amazon trail two which is the one that we owned right um which was released in 96 and according to the Wikipedia, uh, it's you start in a mysterious incident at the Museum of Ancient Art, which then ends up with you ending up in the Amazon, where you're then sent to find and cure a disease bef- and trying to reach the city of Villa Cambamba. I probably butchered that name, but that's there. That um, it is. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a fun uh, it's a fun you get to you you fish you uh, you get to you have resources and you fish and then you meet people historically throughout the 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 world and it's uh, an interesting uh, it's a very interesting game and uh, yeah and then of course there's another game that we owned was Yukon Trail um, yes um, so Yukon Trail was along the similar lines of Oregon Trail um, less of a similar line than amazon trail where like oregon trail and yukon trail are about two actual things that happened which was the (laughs) the expansion in during the time where people going out on the oregon trail and then uh, yukon trail is the klondike gold rush where amazon trail was just you going down the river (laughs) so it was really like it was really like a major event of everyone doing it but uh (laughs) uh in the Yukon Trail, you play as a as a guy or or girl, whoever you choose to play as, um, who travels to um, Alaska to uh, look for gold, and you have to team up with um, some interesting pe- uh, people along the way. I think you can also just try to go alone. Um, but, uh, yes, you can. Yep. Yeah, uh, I, I do know that there is one character 
um and this was from watching a video of someone playing it recently but there's one character who's a banker and he pretty much bankrolls yes. your entire trip <laughs> yes. but he but i i actually uh took the banker along i actually i've gone through with there was a banker there was a a uh, like an outdoorsy type person there was a person who was um like uh originally like native to the land um so they the uh, the banker gave you horrible advice the entire time. So you, you, there's a part where you go to the boat to leave Seattle to travel north um, into Alaska, and he, there's a guy selling bicycles, and the banker says, absolutely, let's buy these folding bicycles that we will take with us. And on the boat ride, you get a message from the captain of the boat and they say, oh, we threw out those bicycles because you're stupid. Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody's going to take bicycles up the Klondike Trail where there is pretty much rocks and mud. <laughs> so it's uh, an interesting, uh, the, different, the different people that you can start with may give you more money or less money, but may, may also give you horrible ideas or good ideas. There's also a cameo in uh, Oregon, a Yukon Trail, similar to Amazon Trail. You get to meet Jack London, uh, who wrote Call of the Wild. <laughs> yes. Yep. So, um, you know, uh, Mech liked to, um, you know, put in people who were relevant to that time period. Um, I think an interesting fact about the um, about the Yukon Trail, and it's something that uh, I actually learned while going to the city of Seattle, was that, do you know the people who made the most money, Zach, do you know the answer? Do you know who, who made the most money during the gold rush? Uh, was it people selling the the tickets to go on boats to to Alaska. <laughs> yeah, the city of Seattle. Yeah, <laughs> sold all the supplies. Yeah. for people to buy before they could go to Yukon to find gold. Uh, and a lot of money that a lot of a lot of Seattle was built up because of the money that they made in the Yukon uh, gold rush, the Yukon Trail period of time, the gold rush um, up to Alaska, um, and. Uh, so there is a, a very um it was a very fun game i think it, it, it it's a, it's i feel easier than oregon trail yeah um, um like you don't die in yukon trail um no uh you you can't die of dysentery or you, get it mauled by a bear or bitten by a nope. rattlesnake no nope. uh, you can't break your leg and yes. then get it healed multiple times which on the oregon trail if you broke your leg then like you or your family would die during the process of you healing it so they uh they i'm just reading some of the um interesting uh encounters that you would encounter through the yukon trail and one of the encounter was when you pass up in, from alaska and uh when you pass from into the canadian u.s border um to get into the Yukon territory, um, you encounter Canadian Mounties, oh. um, and the you're required to pay a tax to bring stuff into Canada. And after the price of the tax is given, if you don't have enough money 
the Mounties will just take whatever money you have. Oh. And you're not allowed to pass unless you have a thousand pounds of food per person. Oh. So you essentially need to, and I think that's right outside of a town. So I think you have to do like things to raise money, like gambling and uh to try to get enough money to get through to the border um i that may be a game that i may uh, go back and, and play and uh have a fresh take on it in our opening segment uh in a future segment yeah uh i i think that and and um you know replaying oregon trail would be uh would be worthwhile just to mm. kind of get mm. a new take on you know I remember thinking Oregon Trail Two was hard as a kid, but who knows what it's like going into it? I haven't. Well, like it. I said, you, the the yeah banker strategy. Banker strategy, exactly. <laughs> um, along the lines of of Oregon Trail, um, there's also a game called Oregon Trail, uh, spelled O R G A N, um, which is a, a parody, a satire of of the mech style games it wasn't made by mech it was made by the developer of the men who wear many hats that is their name um and it was released in 2010 originally and then it was ported over to windows and such in 2012 but it's uh kind of along the same lines it uses graphics of kind of the older oregon trail games so from the one um that was available for dos and and apple II computers um very very simple graphical interface um and instead of taking the oregon trail you are a cop from kentucky who is traveling across the country to escape uh zombies so um and you do it with a, sounds fun yes um and you do it in your station wagon as opposed to a covered wagon um and you can hunt in the game but it's hunting zombies it's not hunting hey. elk <laughs> or, or food <laughs> um uh one i remember one uh, item in the game is that if if like one of your party members is is getting sick or gets bitten there is an option to put them down <laughs> uh, which is um they they give you the the little animation of your stick figure character shooting the other character um so you know it's it's definitely uh definitely tongue-in-cheek in that style of uh oregon trail do you know what um do you know where the where where your what the where the goal is um that's what i was double checking but um i don't i don't remember offhand unfortunately um yeah i, um, I thought it was south or something i thought you're trying think, to get to like yeah or... i think i think you're trying to go south um yeah like florida maybe i don't know yeah along along also the lines of oregon trail it's not a not a game but uh um i personally recommend it's a musical you can find the entirety of it on youtube called the trail to oregon um, it was produced by. It was written and produced by Star Kids Product Star Kid Productions, who did um, the Harry Potter musical trilogy. They also did um, Annie A N I, which was about Anakin Skywalker, and the Trail to Oregon is a very fun musical based on the Oregon Trail video game um, about a family who goes off to the Oregon. Uh, they pretty much all spoiler alert. A bunch of them die. But they do something fun in the beginning of the musical where uh, the audience picks the names for the characters 
um, and they refer to those characters by the names that the audience picks throughout the rest of the entire musical. Um, so anyone watching the musical, the YouTube version is would, would have been different than the version that you might have seen at a different location. So I think that's kind of a neat little um, kind of loving tribute to the, the franchise. What was that YouTube again? Yes. Uh, so it's a, it's a YouTube video and it's called The Trail to Oregon. The Trail to Oregon. Yep, and it's by Star Kid Productions. Star Kid Productions, uh, so that you guys can look that up. And some other uh, games that Mech put together. Back to Mech now. Um, one other game that we had was Maya Quest, and there was also an Africa Trail. Right. Both of these games took place on a bicycle, and you played as a cyclist pedaling across uh, the various. Uh, locales um, similar I believe to Amazon Trail where you stopped at different historical points of origin and try to solve problems but you were definitely like a like the, I remember the the packaging from Maya Quest your character was like a bicyclist with like a yellow jersey oh, and yeah. helmet yeah I just pulled yeah. up the photo of it now and it's a guy yeah. It's like a guy wearing short shorts and a yellow jacket with a blue helmet yeah. and purple gloves riding a bicycle in front of one of the Mayan pyramids. Yeah, yeah. Is, is what's the what's the context of the game? Do you have that? Um. So the plot is, um. Oh, the plot's very strange. The, the the official Wikipedia plot is: for many years, the Earth has been protected from incoming meteors by a space network. An incoming meteor in a satellite's path causes a shuttlecraft to be accidentally shot down to the Mexican jungles on Earth, with only part of the new laser firing codes transmitted to the meteor defense network. The player is sent to the cycle to cycle through the jungles to find and recover the code pieces with a limited time before a meteor shower impact. Oh, okay. So no time, but a, a very kind of outlandish plot to teach you the history of the struggle of when the cyclists needed to get the code words to stop the meteor from striking Earth back in yeah. 1984. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, meanwhile, Africa Trail is, uh, according to the Wikipedia page again, um, doesn't seem to have as complicated of a plot. It seems to be just about you traveling around Africa on a bike trail so oh, i guess i guess so, they wanted to ditch the whole uh you know end of the world scenario <laughs> well maya you know the maya uh, uh symbology for like the mayan calendar and all the the, the end of the world type situation. yeah yeah true yeah, true so that's probably where that's probably where mech was trying to uh wrap their head around and try to get to that point um but I, I i feel like maybe that game as well if i can get that game to work some of these games i feel like are just fun to get back in to try to kind of understand the yeah. games that we were we were encountered with in our childhood yeah i, I don't even know how maya quest got into our house i think because our dad was a cyclist or is a cyclist that yeah. he found he saw the cyclist and thought it would be a great game to give his kids. <laughs> and that's probably where that thought went. It also and... has the big word social studies written across the top of it. So he oh. probably knew it was educational as well. So <laughs> Educational cyclists? You can't beat that, says that's our dad. Right. That's right. Um, 
I don't I don't even remember us playing Maya Quest. I just knew we had I did. it. I did. You I did? definitely okay. did. I definitely did play it and uh it was uh ed- interesting. I think I would choose the Amazon Trail too over Maya Quest. Um, <laughs> I think there was more um interesting stuff going on. But hey, you know, send us an email if you think that uh, Maya Quest is great or that you liked one of the other trail games that we didn't talk about or um or if you if you think that there there's a game that uh, that is kind of like a trail like type of uh, genre of type of game and um, simulation educational strategy types of game that we missed and and that you or you want us to look at and we'll uh, we'll we'll even play a game if you recommend us a game uh, I'll make a promise to you that I will definitely uh, try and at least uh, play the game a little bit um, to try to get an understanding of where you're coming from so feel free to give us a recommendation write to us we'll talk about it on the show um so with that i think that gets us into our byway pass segment yes um so i I believe you went first last time Uh, i I think i did yeah we i should have remembered but yeah um so i i think the 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 game that um i'm interested in playing um coming up as the last of us part two um, I was a very big fan of the original Last of Us game. Um, I didn't mm. get to play it until it was remastered for PlayStation 4. Um, but even then, um, I-, I just love it. I think it's um, it's a very interesting style kind of action adventure game. That's it's third per. It's hard to describe because it's not open world. It's not like you know. It's not really a like exploring game. You, you it's pretty much a st- you know straight you know linear storyline but you have these characters who are very much integral to the storyline and you kind of learn to really like and want to learn more about these characters like uh, action adventure kind of uncharted type of game yeah yeah it does have it does have a lot of gameplay and it's very stealth um uh so at least in the original last of us the plot is uh it is is a world um apocalyptic setting um, and you're traveling from Boston to um, Minneapolis, I think. Uh, you're traveling somewhere else, um, and you have to fend off from from uh, other survivors creatures? and yeah. creatures. Yeah, um, who are these like fungus zombies? Um, and The Last of Us Part Two is looking to follow up on that story. It looks very good. It takes place a few years into the future from the first game um i think they're aging it appropriately so i think it's taking place as as far apart as the games are are being released um and uh that's coming out in the next few months i think i think it's coming out in early 2020 so that will probably be a buy for me um nice yeah it's i am um definitely looking forward to it and i really want to kind of get my hands on it i uh i actually uh i have the last of us for the playstation Oh yes yeah uh, where it was originally released um it was actually um when i went to go buy my ps3 um i had to have five games that i wanted that were ps3 exclusives oh um and the last of us and heavy rain um were two of those games that uh i made my decision to um it was an a couple of other games that were all PS3 exclusives that made me decide to um, buy the actual um, PS3. Um, and uh, I was very excited to play Last of Us. I have not actually, to be honest, beaten it. Mm. Um, 
I have to, it's on my to-do list. Um, I have a very large to-do list of games, um, but uh, The Last of Us is definitely on that list uh, somewhere. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm looking to, maybe when they release the second part, um, and maybe they'll bring it to PC or something and I can play. I'll try to beat them. Um, and I, I think I would enjoy it. I sat down and played it. Um, I do also have a, a a new TV that I can try it on, which maybe it'll look awesome. Yeah, it'll probably look great on. Um, so my game that I want to talk about is Desperados 3 or III. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Desperados III is uh, the tactical stealth game that's set in the wild wild west um not to be confused with the game the movie wild wild west um and <laughs> is a sequel prequel to the game desperados wanted dead or alive oh. um yes so it is a it is a prequel but it is also the third so thus it is a sequel prequel um and the game t- plays very much similar to Shadow Tactics, and uh, is which is a, a ninja tactical stealth game, and is very is developed by the same company. Oh, cool. um, the, ga- the company is called Mimi M I M I M I Games, oh. and it's a it's a tactical planning game where. Um, the where you kind of can plan your moves and execute them in real time um you'll generally have up to five uh different people who have different abilities Mm. and uh you can incorporate their abilities together so that they kind of like sync their powers together um so an example in shadow tactics there is like a uh a, a nin, like a ninja type character and then there's like a samurai type character and you can have the samurai character distract guards and have the ninja like come up and sneak behind them and stab them and they're able to do different things like the ninja character is better at hiding and can climb on buildings the samurai character is um, kind of good at taking down multiple enemies um, he also can like drop his liquor and make people enticed by his liquor and pull them away so he can like pull people out um and as the levels get more difficult you get more people and you get eventually different um skills and together using all their skills combined you can kind of beat the game very exciting it kind of scratches a an itch of mine that i i get occasionally to play these type of games um the original Desperados, a game called Commandos, is very uh, similar. Remember Commandos? Um, uh, so there's Commandos, Desperados, and also Shadow Tactics, both kind of different um, different time periods and different type of technology, but overall very similar uh, gameplay aspects. So I, I and I also like the Wild West type and uh, um, that the type of um, feel. Um, I will though. Um, I will put this down. Ah, I'm I'm kind of like Star Wars, so I think I have a stronger need to buy this game. Um, and it does not. It's coming out sometime in 2019. It has 
price. If this game comes out and it's 30 bucks, I'll probably buy it. Um, and yeah, I just I have a stronger need to buy this game, so I'm gonna put myself in a buy weight. I I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I may wait for it to be on sale. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So yeah, we have a couple of ways that you can reach us. First off, we have a Gmail account, which is classicgamingbrothers at gmail.com. Um, send us any emails if you think I'm talking too loud, if you think Seth is talking too loud, um, if you don't like what you're hearing, which I don't know why you're listening to this far ahead, uh, or why you're on the second episode of this podcast, if you don't like what you're hearing. But um, if that, those any of those are the case, send us an email. You can also check us out on Twitter at CG Brothers Pod. That's C G Brothers P O D Pod. Yeah, we have a Facebook group. Uh, we'll put show announcements on them. Uh, we will generally keep people abreast of what's going on with what's going on with the pod. Um, we are looking. This is episode two, so we are probably in our um, our regular schedule drop. So you can look forward to hearing us in uh the next uh scheduled drop of uh of the show perfect well always remember don't play games like my brother and don't play games like my brother i've been seth and i've been zach and we've been the classic gaming brothers see ya <laughs>